Hello and welcome to another episode of Kaylee Talks, the podcast where I talk about whatever I want with whoever I can. And this is actually the final episode of Kaylee Talks um, for a while anyway, not forever. Um, just for like season one, I suppose you would call it. Um, I, I told myself I would do 10 episodes and then I would kind of like take a little break for like a few weeks or whatever and just see what the crack was. Um, so this will be the last episode for a while. Um, bit of background as well. If you listen to them in real time and you wait for them to go up on a Monday morning, you will know that it is 12 minutes past 10, which is 12 minutes later that, uh, than <laughs> I... <laughs> 12 minutes after when I usually post the episodes and I'm only starting to record it now. And that's because I am a dumb, fat idiot who accidentally deleted the episode. <laughs> so I had already recorded an episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race today. Um, that was quite a requested topic from like a few people. So I thought, fuck it, I'll just do that. But I had done the episode and it was really good and I was really happy with it. And then I accidentally fucking deleted it. So um, if this episode seems a bit like rushed or seems a bit like all over the place, that's why. Because it's like now 13 minutes past when I usually post the episodes and I am only starting to record it. So <laughs> I don't, don't ask me how I actually fucking deleted it, but I did. And also the builders, like where I live is still a new development and they're still building houses. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, but they're making loads of noise. So if you can hear it in the background, apologies, but there's absolutely nowhere in my house that I can go where you can't hear it. So hopefully you can't hear it in the background. Um, but yeah, so it's Monday morning. I usually post on Monday mornings. I am actually back to work today after a week off. I I actually feel really, really good after my week off. I didn't really do anything. Like, do you ever get when you just like need a week off to do fucking nothing? Like, you just need a week off to sit around the house, do nothing, go and like have coffee with your friends or go and have lunch with your friends or like go to the cinema. I went to the cinema three times. I went to see A Quiet Place 2. I went to see Cruella and I went to see The Conjuring. Um, a Quiet Place 2 and The Conjuring are amazing. Cruella is good, but I'd say it's about 20 minutes too long. Um, Emma Stone, I absolutely love Emma Stone, but I would also say that she is a bit cringe as Cruella or something. Like it's a bit like, I don't really know how to describe it. I would say she's a bit like, like, it's trying too hard or she's, like, doing the most or something, like, and not in a good way. Like, if you've seen the movie, like, as Estella, she's good, but as Cruella, like, I, I don't know. I just thought she was, like, it was, like, very try hard or something. I don't know. I'm, like, try, <coughs> excuse me, like, trying hard to be a bad bitch when, like, Emma Stone's probably really lovely in real life. I don't, I don't know, but I thought it was good, but I, I would say I, I would say it's about 20 minutes too long. Um, if you've seen it, you can let me know what you think, but I definitely thought it was too long, like, Every time I kind of was watching it, I was like, okay, like, this must be the end. And then there would be another, like, 15 minutes. I'd be like, right, what the fuck? I, like, I don't, I don't care anymore about this bitch. Like, I don't give a shit about this this person anymore. Like, go, I'm, this movie's over. I'm done with it. But, yeah. So I'm back to work today. I actually feel good about it. Usually I'm, like, really anxious about, like, going back to work after, like, time off. I don't know why. Um, Like, I've said in the past, like, it's almost not worth it for me to take time off because of the feeling that I get whenever I, uh, like, go back to work. But for once, I actually feel okay. Um, I feel fine. So I'm going to like log in later and hopefully I don't have 100 million emails and like 10,000 things to do, but probably do. Um, but yeah, so that will that, that, that will just get started here because I, I'm just aware that I am already late posting this. Um, and I, I, I'm really annoyed that I deleted it. I don't know how I deleted it, but it's fucking annoying me because I had it recorded and it was really good. But we're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, if you don't know what RuPaul's Drag Race is... It's a TV show. Um, it's predominantly, obviously, like, part of, like, the gay world, like, gay queer culture. But it, it's enjoyed by everybody. Like, I... 
it's one of those things where it's like Beyonce. Like, do you know whenever people are like, oh, I don't like Beyonce. Like, you have no real reason to not like it. Like, sometimes people just hate on Beyonce because it's like everybody, you know, people who just don't like everything that's something that everybody else likes. Like, I've never come across anybody who's ever like really, really gave Drag Race a go and then been like, no, I don't fucking like this. Like, it seems to be one of those shows where if people are like, no, I don't like Drag Race, it's because one, they've either not watched it properly or give it a, give it a proper chance, or two, they're just saying they don't like it because everybody else likes it and they want to be different sort of thing. But So RuPaul is a drag queen. Um, some would say she's like the drag queen. She, uh, he, well, actually, I'll just, for, for people who don't watch Drag Race, everybody that I'm talking about bar like some trans contestants who um transitioned from male to female and then got Mickey transitioned from female to male and um, I'm just going to refer to everybody as she because when they're in drag that's the pronouns that they use and it's just easiest even though like sometimes you, you'll hear me say a male name like Derek Barry maybe you'll hear me talk about Derek Barry and then you'll hear me refer to to them as she and um, because Derek Barry is Derek's actual name but it's also Derek's name when they're in drag so um just in case anybody's like why does why do you keep calling these people she whenever they're clearly not um that's why just to save any confusion um so rupaul is drag queen she um released a song in the 90s called supermodel and then i think her career just kind of took off from there and she had like her own talk show and her own radio show and like she's written a load of books and like drag race is her like drag race is what really 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 sent her into like you know the the real mainstream kind of stratosphere into the public eye and made her like super super famous and super super rich um Drag Race is a TV show. It is the best way that I can think to describe it, and I think that I've seen other people describe it as as well. Is it's like an amalgamation of Project Runway and America's Next Top Model, in that there's like twelve to fourteen drag queen contestants like come into what they call the workroom, and they come in and they're like faced with all these challenges. So they have to do like. Uh, acting challenges singing challenges dancing challenges they have to like there's one that they usually like to start the season with and it's called drag on a dime so they're given all this like unconventional material you know like rubbish basically like a load of shit and they have to like make an outfit out of it um and so you should see some of the stuff they make like it's absolutely wild some of the shit they make like um fucking monique hart on season 10 when she made that thing out of cards like if you don't if you if you've not watched it google what that is and she made that outfit out of playing cards i don't know how she didn't win she didn't win that mayhem won that episode i don't that's ridiculous i think monique should have won that but if you google monique hart and google like season 10 episode one a card outfit or something you'll see what i'm talking about she made that outfit out of playing cards the headpiece the whole like dress everything is all made out of playing cards it's absolutely wild like some of them are ridiculously talented i don't know like where they where they pull it from but that's the kind of shit that they do they do like then they'll do like an acting challenge you know where they're given a script and they have to like really dramatically overact and they are like they'll give but they'll be given like a dancing challenge they always do what's called like a rusical so it's like a, a play on obviously rupaul and a musical so like they've done one on madonna and they've done one on Cher, and like they've done one in, in in season five they did one on rupaul's like life but it's such a good show like if you haven't watched it it's just so like feel good like it's just it's an easy watch and people get so so into it like people get like too into it to the, like I'll talk I'll talk about that later like people are really like the people the people who are like super 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 mega fans of the show that are like also a little bit unhinged are like really psychotic and like they say really bad shit to the contestants and stuff um but yeah so that that's the premise of the show it's like a, a competition show um and it's it's so popular I although I remember it used to be on E4 if anybody remembers it used to be on E4 all the time and I remember like back in the day being like what is the shit that is always on E, e fucking E4 and I remember watching an episode of it and it was like 2000 and like 
2009 or 10. It started in 2009. I think it was season two was on whenever I was like, you know, it was on the TV. And I was like, what is this fucking loaded brown absolute dung that's always on the TV? And then little did I know, like fucking four years later, five years later or something, it would go on Netflix. And I would be like, oh, let me give this a go and be absolutely fucking obsessed with it ever since. Um, I think season six was the first season I watched and then I watched backwards because whenever I discovered it, season six was the only season that was out. Or like season six was, sorry, the like the latest season that was out. Um, so I think I watched from season six backwards to like season two because Netflix didn't have season one at the time. If you can, if you want to go on and watch it, don't start with season one because season one is fucking terrible. Like it's really horrendous. Like they've got this weird filter and all on it and it's just like no budget. Like it's just really bad. And then like season two and season three, season four, like season four is like when, when people like to say that it really took off and like really, you know, like got really good. Cause like they all compete. And then season one, I think the prize money was 10 grand. And then in season two, it was like 25 grand. Season three, it was 75 grand. And then from, from season four to like now, it's been 100 grand. I think personally, it should they should up it from 100 grand now. Like they should have upped it a long time ago to like, you know, a quarter of a million or something because the the contestants, like some of them spend, like apparently Gottmik, somebody did like an analysis of what Gottmik, who was one of the contestants on season 13, spent. And it was like 60 or 70,000 on like, because they have to bring like, like loads and loads and loads of different outfits they're they're given a different theme for every runway so like um what what was one i watched yesterday it was like season 10 or something it was hats incredible so they have they have to bring and you can't just bring you know like a dress and put a hat on you it has to be like asia o'hara for example wore this like tan and black dress with like all these diamonds on it and then her headpiece was like a big giant like dandelion you know whenever dandelions turn white and like you blow them in the wind it was like an absolutely enormous like headpiece and like it moved as if like you know it was blowing in the wind whenever she was walking down the the runway and it was amazing and like obviously that's not cheap although she makes all her own clothes so she maybe made it herself but like the materials and stuff still wouldn't be cheap so like loads of people have been saying that they should up the prize money because like it's been a 100 grand since 2011 and like it needs to be a little bit more. It needs to be a little bit more. But they've, they've got loads of spin-offs as well. It's been on for years and years and years now. Like, I started watching it, oh, whenever, whatever year season six was out, because it was it went on um, Netflix. And then season seven was the first season that I watched, you know, like, in real time. You're, like, waiting for the episodes to come out every week. I remember coming home from, like, when I worked in Costa during the summer and, um, like, illegally streaming them on the laptop because, like, they weren't on anywhere yet. Whereas nowadays, like, the new seasons for in the UK and Ireland and stuff goes on Netflix and then we can watch it. Which is really good, but they have loads of spin-offs now. They've got um they've got Drag Race US, obviously, then they've got Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race UK, Drag Race Down Under, Drag Race Spain, and then Canada's Drag Race. It's fucking nuts. Like they've got so, so, so many spin-offs now. It's ridiculous how popular it is. Um I actually did my I did my second did I I did my second dissertation on Drag Race. My first dissertation was on like social marketing and the use of like, or like social marketing and trying to, you know, appeal to the pink pound, which for those of you who don't know what the pink pound is, it's like gay money. Um, it's like gay people's money because statistically gay people are more well off than heterosexual people or like standard straight people because um, we don't have like, we can't have kids as easily and stuff. So like our money it goes elsewhere and like because we're usually leaving like gay men sorry i should have said there like we don't go off on maternity leave and stuff so like we're given promotions and all which is it's just still very privileged like um very privileged white man vibes um but like statistically gay men and gay couples and gay family and stuff um have a bit more disposable income so that and it's referred to as the pink pound and that's what you see like june is pride month 
And that's what you see everybody kind of up in arms about on social media about all these um companies kind of pandering to the pink pound by changing their logos and stuff to rain like the rainbow flag, but like not changing them to the rainbow flag in, for example, Poland or Russia or like the Middle East, where obviously it's still illegal to be gay and you can be like murdered and stuff. And like my personal opinion on it is if you only stand with like the LGBTQIA plus community whenever it's easy for you you're not really standing with us at all because like there's no like if you're just standing with us when there's no resistance like what's the point of you standing with us at all because you're not really doing anything to help all you're doing is trying to get money out of us and I would like to know what a lot of these companies are doing to actually help people are they opening like schools anywhere are they like anyway sorry that's a totally different topic but um so I did my my first dissertation was on social marketing and I remember at the time absolute was like a big sponsor of drag race so i talked about drag race in my first dissertation which was on social marketing and then my second dissertation was on drag race specifically it was let me see if i can remember the title it was something like why i can't remember the exact title but the basically the premise of it was why do people watch drag race and why do people like love it so much um a lot of the research that i had um kind of done on my lit review and stuff was around people will relate to something that they see on TV and reality TV specifically if they can relate to the people that are on the show. So for example, I would say, well, like my, my research actually conducted that like that was a load of shit. And from the sample that I um the sample that I kind of used or that I conducted my research with, they were like, no, I just watch it because it's fun. You know, it's lighthearted. It's like escapism. They was the, was the main reason that they, that the people that I did the interviews with watched it. Um, but that's not to say that the the, the light was a load of shite. But the, a lot of the literature said that people watched it because they could relate to the people that were that they were seeing on screen. Um, like for example, the one that always sticks out in my mind is, and this is, I don't relate to this personally, but I know that like some people would. Um, Dusty Ray Bottoms. Um, for that's like a drag queen name, by the way, Dusty Ray Bottoms. Um, on season ten, like there was a big like part of one of the episodes where she talked about how her parents like didn't accept her and tried to send her to conversion therapy and like she basically had to run away and like pack up her car and just like run off to New York and she had like no money and like she doesn't speak to her family and like well obviously I mean I don't know I don't know them personally or anything but like whenever they were on the show I think they'd said that they don't like you know they don't know anything about their family anymore they don't speak to them because like, all just all because they're gay because their parents were super religious and they like sent them to conversion therapy and like like really bad conversion therapy and they made them do all this mad shit and all and he had to like basically run away um and like a lot of people can like relate to that or a lot of people can relate to the fact that like the people on screen use drag because they're really unconfident in themselves as like you know the way they were born you know they're really like for example say me if I was a drag queen they would be I would be on the show talking about how I um don't I I don't I'm not that confident as Keelan but like as say for example whatever my drag persona would be they're on talking about how that gives them you know, the ability to kind of bring the person that's inside out, if that makes sense. Um, and a lot of people can, like, I personally can can relate to that because, like, I, whenever I have, a, whenever I get a, a drink in me, I feel a lot more confident and a lot, well, obviously everybody does probably, but I feel a lot more like I can be more of what I want to be. Whereas whenever I'm sober, I'm like, mm, like, I didn't want to do that. Which is like a, a lot of what people will relate to whenever they're watching it. Although, hark back to my dissertation, the sample that I used, they were like, no, that's not a dung. I just watched it because like, I find it funny and it's like, you know, escapism and I can watch it and it's something that I don't really have to concentrate too heavy on. But like, I did it on, I did both my dissertations on that. And actually, my, my master's dissertation, I got a first in um, 
because I remember my supervisor being like, that was such an interesting read. Although I remember going for a job interview at, like I was really struggling to get a job like between, um, like whenever it was coming up to the end of my master's basically. And no, that's a lie. It was, it was coming up to the end of my master's, but I, my internship had finished, AKA they were assholes and were like, we don't need you anymore. Even though whatever they were like, we don't need you anymore. So it was, there was like a month period of, it was like May, 2018 or something like the end of May 2018, June 2018, and then I started Alan and Overy in July. So it was like June 2018, and I was just applying for any job because I had bills to pay. I was just applying for literally any job, and I had applied for a job in, like, it was a fucking, like, care home in Armagh somewhere, but the, but the, what they wanted me to do was, like, stand in shopping centres and, you know, try to get people to fucking sign people up for the care home or whatever. And I was at the interview, and I remember being like, I'm not even going to, like, try in this interview because I don't want this job. The interview was in, like, some fucking rickety old house in the middle of, like, I can't even remember what the time was called in Armagh, but I remember being like, I'm not taking this job. And the woman being like, oh, or, like, I see you're doing a master's. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, what are you doing your dissertation on? And I told her, I was like, oh, it's basically, like, why people watch reality TV, like, specifically RuPaul's Drag Race. And she went, oh, God, that sounds so boring. And I was like, well, you know what else sounds boring? Your whole fucking life, so shut up, you silly bitch. And I remember just being like, all right, okay, well, like, I think that's this interview over. And she was like, oh, no, I have a few more questions. I was like, no, like, I'm not going to sit here and let you be rude to me. And she was like, oh, like, I didn't mean to be rude, like, no offense intended. I was like, well, you have offended me. So I just, like, left. Because I was like, I'm not going to fucking sit here and interview for you, you silly bitch, for a strike job that I don't want. You're going to sit there and insult me. So I was like, see ya, <laughs> see ya. Um, but yeah. But it's made, like... The, the show has made, like, real genuine celebrities. Like, Trixie Mattel, for example. I think Trixie... Trixie was, like, elim- she was on season seven and she was, like, eliminated really early. And, like, usually if you're eliminated, like, really early, like, with a few exceptions, obviously, that's kind of, like, you don't really get the same opportunities as everybody else because unless you're, like, Vanessa, Vanessa Vanjie, who, like, went viral as a meme for her exit line, um, you don't really get the same opportunities because you haven't had the same, like, TV airtime or same exposure as the rest of them and people don't really know you as well. Um... But Trixie is, like, the most successful one from the franchise, really, like, mon- like monetary-wise. Like, I think she's the richest. It's either her or Alaska. I think Trixie's worth, like, $10 million or something now. She, like, has, a like, a really successful YouTube show. She has a cosmetics company. She, like, has her own YouTube... She has her own YouTube channel apart, like, a, like separate from the YouTube show, excuse me, that she does with Katia. Like, she has all these brandies with all these makeup lines, like, vodka, or, like, it's just mad. Like, she... And she was unlikely Lisa Van... Blah, blah, blah. She's friends with Lisa Vanderpump from, like, The Real Housewives and stuff, like, and Iggy Azalea. And, like, she just is so fucking rich and successful. The other thing that's come out of, um drag race that like uh, that like is getting it gets a lot of attention all the time is how like toxic the fan base can be um so like people take the show really 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 seriously so like there's people like i would say like normal quote unquote people like myself who like the tv show they get really into the tv show like they i follow all them on instagram you know like i would go and see them and like go if they came to belfast I, and i really wanted to see them i would pay the tickets to go see them in a show but like that's where it is if they do something that i don't like you know like or say they like for example on all stars they can eliminate each other on the normal season of drag race they can they are eliminated by rupaul but on all stars they can eliminate each other so like for example 
if one of them eliminates one, like say that the one who is eliminated is like a fan favorite or whatever, the fans will go on to that person's Instagram. And I, for years, and I mean for years after the show has like aired and like more seasons are out and the thing has been and gone, we'll send them like horrible, horrible, horrible messages, like death threats, you know, like really horrible things. Like for example, Candy Muse on season 13, like she was very like polarizing because she was really outspoken and like she made fantastic TV and people were like sending her mum death threats and all, you know, like, sending her her own address being like we know where you live and like we're like if candy doesn't fucking stop being a dick to what to me one of the girls was called and um, we're gonna like come to your house and like fucking murder you and all this pure mad shit like it was ridiculous like and that's the kind that's the kind of ugly side of the whole thing where like people don't fucking recognize that it's a tv show like are you you are you a psycho like you are clearly a fucking psychopath because it's a tv show it's intended for entertainment like yes you can like like the people and you can want to support them and stuff but like in what on what planet is it ever okay to like go on to someone and like message them and like Asia O'Hara who is um one of the black queens she talks all the time about receiving like people will just message her the n-word or being like like you know insulting her with the n like saying the n-word with a hard r for like no reason like she hasn't done anything wrong like she did she did nothing wrong on the show she was lovely she was really nice and like she like be they do this show called Work the World and it's like a you know like a live show that it looks absolutely amazing I've never been to it but I would love to go and um, all the videos and stuff and they do like a series online and they've got like a RuPaul's Drag Race live in Vegas you know like a Vegas residency and all and it looks unbelievable I would love to go to it but like she hosts those and and stuff and she's really really good she does these all these cool like light her what part of her like show is all this like light work and stuff and it's amazing and she she never did anything like that you would deem to be bad or whatever on the show and um, and people still message her like horrible words being like calling her like a racial slur and like like catch a fucking grip yourself as a tv show you absolute fucking loser and um, and they the black queens talk as well all the time about how whenever they do the meet and greets and the fans come in for the meet and greets and stuff they they will ask ask them to like step out of the photos so you know like if there's a white queen and like a black queen or whatever they'll ask the black queen to like you know can you get out of the picture so i can take a picture just with like their favorite or whatever like now I know obviously if you're, you've paid and you've paid to see maybe one queen specifically and there's like a group of them or whatever, just take a picture with all of them. Like stand beside the one that you want to stand beside and like take a picture with everybody, but don't ask anybody to step out of the picture. Like that's so fucking rude. Like whether you've paid for it or not, like the, they're human beings. And like the feeling of like Kennedy Davenport, for example, she talks a lot about like basically feeling like worthless because nobody wanted her in the photos and stuff and like she's amazing like she i would love to see her she's so good at dancing and like she's amazing and and people coming in and just being like oh like can you just step out of the photo we're like we don't want you in it and like you know i like explicitly saying to her face and like i don't want you in here can you like move like first of all who has the absolute brass neck to look somebody else in the eye and be like i don't want you here can you get out of the photo like who the fuck do you think you are and second of all like that's a human being who is at work and you've just literally fucking like been so horrible to them for no all because you're an entitled to be prick like fuck up you silly cunt i would know i just that that's one thing that i was always like I, why would you ever do that and how, like how could you ever do that They're, they also bully like the the some of the fans are really bad bullies like jeffrey boyer chapman was a i a, was a sorry a judge on canada's drag race and he made a comment to be like fair enough it was it was wasn't constructive like the comment was should have been constructive um one of the jimbo 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 yeah the hit like their drag name was jimbo um had done something and i can't really remember but he basically was like oh you should have used your time more effectively and then he like did this little like 
you know, sarcastic, like, eye squint and, like, grin or something as if, like, mm-hmm, like, you know, like, the like the physical embodiment of this sound where they're like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, like, that facial expression. And fair enough that he shouldn't have done that and that wasn't constructive at all for, like, Jimbo to, like, take away and because the, the judging's supposed to be constructive. They're supposed to be like, okay, here's how you, what we want to see and how you can improve or whatever. And that wasn't really constructive. Um, but Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is black and he was like bullied so badly by the fans that he like quit the show. Like he was only on for one season and he like quit because he was bullied. Like he, they basically bullied him off the show. Um, and that like everybody was, is saying that that's to do with like because if he had been a white judge, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been as bad. And I agree to be honest because like they're so racist, like loads of the fans are so, so racist. And like it's American fans mostly, I think. I mean, I obviously don't know, but like I'm not sure if I've ever seen anybody that's been like, you know, put on like blast for lack of a better expression by one of the queens and they've been like in the uk and um, that's obviously not to say that the uk is not racist because it is but um they're, they're definitely racist and that's absolutely fucking wild they've also there's been like loads of scandals um as well from the show like for example the first major scandal that i remember was willem in season four willem got disqualified like mid-season it, well actually not mid-season it was towards the end of the season willem had like made it really far i think there was like seven of them six or seven of them left and like the rupaul made like two of them lip sync like they lip sync at the end of every episode to see and then whoever wins the lip sync gets to stay and the other one goes home like based off the bottom two um and they like made the two lip sync that was they made fifi and sharon lip sync which was class because fifi and sharon's storyline was that they hated each other so it was like oh who's gonna like win and then he calls willem forward and like gets disqualified and like i remember watching an interview with willem and it was because willem's like husband or something or he said it was because his husband was coming... Like, whenever they go away, they're, like, totally sequestered in a hotel room and, like, they've got no phone or no nothing for filming. I think they film for, like, three or four weeks. Um, and they're, like, they don't see anybody. They don't they can't tell anyone where they're going. Like, all this mad shit. And apparently Willem, at the reunion, said that it was because his husband was coming to visit him. And, like, apparently that wasn't true. Apparently it was because he had sex with one of the production crew. And um, then, like, the production crew was, like, they were like being dicks to him or whatever and got him disqualified apparently i remember watching joseph shepherd's like exposed interview with willem and he said that it was because he like was like sleeping with him and basically willem was just doing whatever they wanted to and then they got fired from it or like disqualified that was the first major scandal that i remember and then the second person that's been like disqualified from it was in season 12 which was really recently and they were called sherry pie so like obviously if you've watched drag race you'll know exactly what that what this is and what i'm talking about but Sherry Pie got disqualified before the season I aired. Like, the, the first episode of the season had aired. And they did, like... In season six, they did a split premiere where, like, six of the girls came in one at the episode one, the other six came in episode two. And they did that again this season. So, like, Sherry Pie was on the second episode. And before the first episode... Or, sorry, before the second episode had aired, Sherry Pie had been disqualified. And they had to, like, put this little disclaimer. So if you watch season 12 on Netflix, before every episode, it says, like, oh, in light of... The accusations in Sherry Pie's recent statement, um, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from the competition and will not appear in the grand finale, but um, like to honour the hard work of the other queens, we're going to air the season as planned, basically. But they did a really good job of like basically totally adding Sherry Pie out of the show. Um, but Sherry Pie catfished, like, I don't know if it was, I think it was multiple men, but one of them like really badly, like catfished this guy that she knew, basically. And was, like, pretending to be this woman called Alison Mossy. And was, like, pretending to be, like... I think it was, he was pretending to work at, like, Warner Brothers, like, Paramount Pictures or something. And was, like, telling him that he was going to get cast for this role. And she was, like, having him take all these steroids and send, like, really inappropriate videos of himself and all. But it was, like, Sherry Pie the whole time. And he was, like, pretending, like, to, like pretending to be this, like, 
movie agent or something. I can't really remember. I don't remember the exact ins and outs of it, but like he catfished this person really badly and was having them take steroids, which is like really bad. And was having them send, you know, like, oh, there's going to be like a, an explicit scene. I'm going to need you to send a video of you like acting out the explicit scene. And it was them, you know, like wanking or something like really, you know, really graphic. And then it all came out. And I think the final nail in, in like the Sherry Pie coffin or whatever was whenever Sherry Pie posted a Facebook status, like admitting it, basically being like, like they probably thought, okay, I'm going to just submit this and then it'll like blow over because like they're like, that's usually what happens. Like people just submit these things and then people forget about it because something else happens. Um, so they admitted it basically being like, oh, I'm like really mentally unwell. I'm going to go get help and blah, blah, blah. But like everybody was calling them out then because it ha- it still happened after they got back from filming. So like they they posted a status being like, oh, I like, l- I learned so much about myself while I was at Drag Race and like learned that I need help and I've been getting help ever since I came home. But then people were like, no, hold on. You've still been catfishing this person. Like even when you got back from Drag Race. So like you're full of shit. And then they were like disqualified, obviously. And like the worst part about it was they made it to the top four. So like they were in the whole season and they took a spot basically from somebody else who like could have like used it or whatever. And also, Tamisha Mann, who was on season 13, she was supposed to be on season 12, but she had cancer and couldn't go and then, like, recovered from it or whatever. But Jada Essence Hall, who was cast in Tamisha's place on season 12, actually went on to do really well in that season. Um, I don't want to spoil anything in case, like, people haven't seen it and then they intend to watch it. I don't want to, like, ruin it, but... um. Yeah, and then Robbie Turner is another, like, scandal from it that some people might not actually know about. Like, Willem and Sherry Pie happened on the show, um... Robbie Turner, actually this happened off the show, Robbie Turner was on season 8 um, and got far enough, like did well enough, but she lied, that made up this weird lie about being in like an Uber, being in an accident with her Uber driver and like the Uber driver crashed really badly and died and like she had just woken up from this like coma and like all this mad shit and apparently like none of it ever happened. Like there's no record of that crash. Like he, She was making it out as if it was, you know, this like real like hell storm of a crash that like left this person dead and she was in a coma and all this mad shit and like there's absolutely zero record of it if that sort of thing happened like the local news would have, like if you're in belfast and there's a there was a big huge crash where like like an uber driver died and somebody else was in a coma it would be on the news and like no one in that local area had heard of it and like it turns out that they made the whole thing up and they're no i don't think they're a drag queen anymore either i don't know what the fuck they do now but like they just totally made that just totally made it up like what the like that, that's a particularly weird one. Like, I don't understand that. Like, what the fuck? Um, and then uh, the most recent scandal that I can think of is Drag Race Down Under, which is on at the minute. It's actually the finale of Drag Race Down Under next weekend. But one of the ones who's in the finale, Scarlett Adams, um, they addressed it on the show. She did blackface. And then all these pictures are coming out of her doing blackface and of her dressing up as, you know, like a native Indian and dressing up as like somebody from like an Asian background, you know, like cultural appropriation and stuff, which obviously people really don't like. Um. But there's loads of backlash for it because obviously RuPaul is black and Scarlett did blackface. Um, and all all that was kind of mentioned of it was like, she was like, yeah, I, like, I'm really, really sorry. I was really young at the time. Like, I shouldn't have done that or blah, blah, blah. And RuPaul was just like, okay, like, we're going to use this as a teachable moment and we're going to let you stay. But like, loads of people were thinking like, no, she should have been disqualified for that because like, you're doing fucking blackface. And like, to be honest, I agree. Like, I think she should have done blackface, but... Karen from Finance, who's also on the show, she had a tattoo of like, I don't want to say the word because it's a racial slur, but like these little dolls that were basically like of black people um, that's like, that were like really big in Australia. I don't know if they still are. They probably still are. Apparently Karen from Finance had like a huge collection of them and had a tattoo of them and stuff. And they're like really racist dolls. And um, she had a tattoo on her leg. Apparently she got it covered up though. 
which was like basically of a black person of like of one of these little dolls which are like really racist but i'm not gonna say the word because it's like a racial slur um so yeah there's like loads of racism surrounding like drag race and stuff like from the fans especially and then obviously from like although i don't know if scarlet's like i don't know if like she like knows how like annoyed people are about it and how angry people are about it i don't know if she thinks like okay well that's that over with and we're gonna move on but i would be surprised if she's like booked for anything now and stuff because like i mean i personally wouldn't go and see her just because like what like why would you think that's okay to do like to do blackface and stuff but i mean who the fuck knows but yeah so drag race is like one of my favorite shows like i'll watch all of them the only ones that the only one that i'm not watching is drag race spain i didn't watch drag race thailand because i like don't know where to watch it um and i'm not watching drag race spain because again i don't know where to watch it and also um i think it's obviously going to be in spanish and i could put the subtitles on whenever i find it but i'm watching drag race canada at the minute and then like i think i need a break because like i'll start drag race all star six is coming out this month too and sometimes i'm a bit like oh i absolutely love this show but like Give me a fucking minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's Drag Race UK and then Blue Hydrangea from Belfast actually was on season one of Drag Race UK and did really, really well from it. So like, I hope that we'll see more Belfast drag queens on Drag Race UK. Um, there wasn't any on season two and I saw the rumoured cast for season three and there isn't any either, but hopefully there will be some at some point because um, it was really, really good to see. It was really nice to hear like a familiar accent on Drag Race and to see somebody that you like could could have gone to like boombox and seen perform like do really well and it's it's just i i always like to see like you know local people doing really well so hopefully some other local belfast gals will get on um and get a chance to to be on drag race because it, it's like absolutely amazing for people's careers like it's ridiculous um and then oh actually no i've already talked about that sorry i was just looking at my notes there i've already talked about that but um, I've just noticed we're at the 33 minute mark. And as you know, I like to keep my podcasts around half an hour. So I think we will just leave it there. If you haven't watched Drag Race, I really, really recommend that you do. Um, it's so much fun. It's such like a, a feel good show. Like it's really easy to watch. Like the people are so good. Like it's the transformation that I watch it for. Like some of these people transform from into totally different per- person like plastic tiara who's on season 11 she is one like cast member that sticks out of my brain when she walked in i was like is that a woman i was like it like is this the first like you know trans contestant you know openly trans contestant that like you know has walked into the into the workroom admitting that there were trans or like out trans or whatever obviously peppermint and bonica beverly hills and sonique and all are, are trans women but um she was the first contestant i remember walking into me being like is that a, is that a like a woman is that have they let the first like you know woman on on the show but she's not plastic is is uh like a cisgendered man um as far as i'm aware obviously you can correct me if i'm wrong um but like some of the transformations are absolutely amazing like my mom loves it because like she just can't wrap her head around how like some of these men can make themselves look so feminine and like women just with like some padding and a wig and makeup and like an outfit like it's wild so if you're looking for a show to watch i would watch it i would start from like season six season six is like the best season i would say or you could start from season 10 is a good season as well season 13 is really good season that's the most recent like u.s season um rupaul's drag race uk season two is the best season ever i would say it was amazing like taste and um bimini and all are amazing but yeah so yeah as i said at the start this is the final episode of kaylee talks season one um if you've listened to all the episodes and kind of messaged and you know followed the page and all and let me know that you've been enjoying them thank you so much for listening like i just kind of started this as like just a little fun thing for me to do like i i like to content create but i could never find i always struggled to find kind of what my like 
what my outlet or what my platform was. Like I tried YouTube and it, I wasn't really comfortable like being on camera and stuff. And then like Instagram's not really like Instagram's you need to like really keep up with it. And I can't really be arsed with that. So like doing a doing a podcast like once a week and chatting shit and just talking in general seems to work well for me. So if you have listened to them, thank you so much. Like I really genuinely appreciate it and I can't kind of vocalize how much I appreciate it um, and how kind of weird I still think it is that you know, I record these on my phone in my living room and then people are like listening to them on their drives to work or people are listening to them like just while they're going about their day and stuff. So thank you so much. And as always, um, please recommend the podcast to a friend, subscribe to it. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Kaylee Talks and you can follow me at Kaylee T. That's C-A-O-L-Y-T. And thank you so much for listening and I will see you on season two. I don't know when that's going to be, but it will hopefully not be too long. But as I said, thank you so much for listening and I will see you soon. Bye.